You're listening to The Martial Brain, the podcast that explores the intersection between the martial arts, science, critical thinking, skepticism, and that wacky organ that floats inside our skulls in a pool of cerebral spinal fluid, making life unpredictably inspiring, infuriating, and sometimes just batshit crazy. I'm Jeff Westfall for The Martial Brain. Authenticity, inauthenticity, and the martial arts. Part 1. I love the music of Frank Zappa. His musicianship is at an amazing level, and his lyrics are often hilarious. In his song Camarillo Brillo, there are a few lines that go, Is that a real poncho? I mean... Is that a Mexican poncho, or is that a Sears poncho? Calling into question the authenticity of a poncho is, of course, in such a case, only fodder for a joke. But in the martial arts, and in life in general, the authenticity, the legitimacy, the genuineness of people, institutions, and objects is called into question all the time. Anyone who has trained for a significant amount of time in the martial arts has heard discussions about whether a given martial artist is an authentic martial artist, or, at the very least, whether the person in question is an authentic practitioner of a particular style of the martial arts. Similar martial bones of contention are the questions of whether a certain style is genuine, or if a particular instructor is legitimate. Authentic legitimate, genuine. They're used fairly interchangeably in such discussions. I think they are at best imperfect for really getting at what the speaker means, and are sometimes downright misleading. Language is both a blessing and a curse to us humans. It can soar in spare but evocative poetry, excite with crystalline prose, and with the very next syllable lead to confusion or hostility. In other words, language has the power to push us to the uppermost limits of human thought and creativity. But if used badly, it can also drag us right back down to the point where the chimp gets his hands on the controls. While we're discussing the monkeys-in-shoes side of the spectrum, Let me assert that few topics in the martial arts have been as hot-button as that of whether or not someone, whether a fighter, a teacher, or the creator of a style is either to be admired or reviled. The language used in such frequent arguments deserves our study. Authentic. Legitimate. Genuine. Each time you use an important word or term in an argument, it would be wise to consider three different definitions of it. The first is, what does this word or phrase mean to me? The second is, what does this word or phrase mean to those who make a deep study of words and phrases? That would be linguists, lexicographers, 
you know, people who are really good at words. The third is, what does this word or phrase mean to the person with whom I'm having a discussion? Or maybe an argument? It's really surprising how seldom all three of these definitions line up. It's also astonishing just how often an argument that rages for way longer than it should have turns out to be an argument between two people who actually agree on all the important points, but who eventually come to find out, after all the hot air and hurt feelings, that they each think that a particular word has a very different meaning. And that's a really silly thing to fight over. So let's take a deeper dive into the three words I mentioned earlier. First, let's look at authentic. Complicating this discussion, and as is often the case with words, this one has more than one meaning. The first is the one that I think springs to mind for most folks, and that is that this person, place, or thing is exactly what it claims or is claimed to be. Its meaning is clear when used in a fairly cut-and-dried situation, like judging the authenticity of a work of art or a collector's item. But what makes a person who claims to be a martial artist an authentic one? As is often the case with human behavior, the reality is that all such people fall somewhere on a spectrum, in this case on one end of which is blatant fraud. The denizens of this end of the spectrum are lying if they claim to have any knowledge of the martial arts at all. That does happen, but such individuals rarely reach a level of martial notoriety. Such people get found out pretty quickly in the modern open marketplace. On the other end of the spectrum lies a martial artist that is a near impossibility, especially when you take the obstinate behavior of the human into account. This is the martial artist that is universally recognized as authentic, legitimate, genuine. Such a person will never have pissed anyone off, will have no haters. Keep in mind that a huge fraction of human opinions are not based on logic, but on emotion. Because of our perniciously contentious nature as a species, I struggled to find an example of any popular person, place, or thing that some contrarian somewhere has not labeled as inauthentic or illegitimate. Humans are social primates who each tend to possess an obsessive need to understand and improve their position in the social hierarchy. That means that anyone who is popular, and for popular read, above me in the hierarchy, is resented by many. Thus, the quirky human brain once again creates a paradox, a situation in which prominent individuals are both popular and resented. Almost by definition, the more popular someone is, the more likely it is that there are a few oddballs and outliers who resent them. That means that with the cussed nature of humans added into the equation, it's impossible for a person, place, or thing to be universally perceived as authentic and legitimate. So in essence, our spectrum goes from fraud on one end to fantasy on the other. Another commonly held definition of the word authentic stems from the study of philosophy. A philosophical meaning of authentic can read, quote, true to one's nature, unquote. Someone who is philosophically authentic in this way doesn't put on airs, doesn't act like someone they are not. This definition of authenticity has always made me a little uncomfortable. 
In science, one of the highest laws is that you must be ready and willing to change your mind in the face of evidence that disproves what you earlier thought to be true. That's a really hard thing for a human to do. And to many people it may make you seem inauthentic. This human quirk is probably one of the reasons it took so damn long for humans to accept science. No one likes to admit that they've been wrong. We fear being perceived as wrong or fallible way more than we fear our ignorance. And this fear could be the end of us as a species if we're not careful. You often hear politicians being denigrated for the simple, and I might often add thoughtful, sin of changing their minds. They are called flip-floppers. As hierarchical primates, we like our alpha to be absolutely sure of himself, even if he's wrong. Many humans practice what is called code switching. The technical definition of code switching is when a bilingual person changes fluidly from one language to another in a conversation. But a more modern, colloquial definition is when you use a different cultural dialect depending on who you're with. Black folks in the U.S. know exactly what I'm talking about. If they speak to a white person who's in a position of power the same way that they speak to their friends, they risk inadvertently causing offense, or at the very least, creating a bad impression. Wouldn't it be more authentic to speak the same way to everyone? So if we apply this definition of the word authentic to the martial arts, and to martial artists, to be an authentic one, you might want to follow Bruce Lee's advice when he says that, ultimately, knowledge in the martial arts is self-knowledge. You can't be true to your own nature if you don't know what your own nature is yet. So in that sense, I think an authentic martial artist is one who begins and sticks to a process early in his training, in which he indeed does what he should and listens carefully to his instructor. But at the same time, and in addition to that, he also begins the process of self-education. For example, by listening to other sources of information, and to his own brain, his body, and probably also his doctor. In this way, you simultaneously grow your knowledge of the martial arts while you grow your knowledge of yourself. As time goes on and the training progresses, you should be open to the possibility that your base of knowledge is growing, and you can begin to trust more and more the ideas you come up with on your own. Bruce Lee also said that the highest form of martial arts is realized when you are truly expressing yourself. Who but you could possibly be the arbiter of when you are being authentic or inauthentic in this way. Here's a thought. Is it a stretch to substitute the word competent for the word authentic when referring to an individual martial artist? Dictionary.com defines competent as, quote, having the necessary ability, knowledge, or skill to do something successfully, unquote. Now that's interesting. In a fight, a lineman from the NFL should nearly always have at least the ability to successfully defend himself against most people, not to mention a significant number of other species of animal. That makes him at least a competent, if not trained, martial artist. Is he an authentic one? Heavyweight boxing champion Sonny Liston was not renowned for his skill, but for his huge size, his punching power, and his killer instinct but he won the heavyweight championship of the world. 
does that make him an authentic martial artist? Well, that's a debate for smarter folks than me. But one thing is certain. Muhammad Ali, who at the time was named Cassius Clay, in defeating Sonny Liston made him look like a rank beginner. Most assuredly, he was an authentic martial artist. Next time, I'll discuss the possible inauthenticity or authenticity of martial arts styles and instructors. I'll also discuss lineage and illegitimate martial arts children. Anyway, that's what I think. But I could be wrong. Let me know what you think and check out old episodes of the Martial Brain Podcast at my website, rpmartialarts.com. I'm Jeff Westfall for the Martial Brain. The Martial Brain is produced by Raging Squirrel Productions in association with the Rising Phoenix Martial Arts Academy. If you like the podcast and would like to help it grow, go to iTunes or Stitcher and give it an honest rating and review. Contact me with questions about the Marshall Brain or about the Rising Phoenix Academy at my website, rpmartialarts.com.